Blog Talk Radio. Well, good day to our audience in Blog Talk Radio land. And we'd like to wish you a wonderful week. And we're glad that you continue to support us and join us on Blog Talk Radio with the Dr. Fred Says Show, where we bring you live from Miami, Florida, Dr. Fred Valdez. And normally we talk about the state of health in the world today, and we have been doing so for the past several years. And today's topic is going to be very interesting because it's one that's close and dear to my heart, and that's the connection between diet sodas and depression. Dr. Valdez has some latest studies on diet sodas and how they are tied to depression. So it should be a very interesting call. And in case you're not familiar with Dr. Valdez, presently he teaches part-time at a medical school that's close to Miami. His background is emergency medicine, and he has spent many years studying complementary medicine. Within his team are doctors, chiropractors, therapists, alternative health care practitioners, and professional athletes. So I'd like to pass the call over to you, Dr. Fred Valdez, and good morning and good afternoon. Well, good morning, good afternoon, uh, good evening, whatever you may be. We have uh, uh, callers and listeners from uh, all over the world, basically, sometimes. Uh, so this is a great topic today, Denise, and it's kind of a follow-up to last week's topic on artificial sweeteners, uh, and, and especially one of them that we talked about with all the bad side effects that it has. And uh, we also mentioned one of the good ones, you know, uh, when it comes to stevia and, and different forms of stevia. And if it says stevia, it may not contain stevia. So, you know, I kind of wanted to follow up last week's show because this information is new. Uh, it just came out on studies from, from many universities. Uh, guys, it's not, this is not, you know, a small study that was conducted in Timbuktu or whatever. You know, we're talking Purdue University. We're talking University of Miami. We're talking uh, uh, University of Florida. And, and some other major schools have been conducted the studies. So, uh, you know, long story short, uh, a Purdue researcher uh, says that public health officials actually should tell people to avoid diet soda. Uh, he simply came out and said that. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I, worse probably than sugar-sweetened soda. And her name is Susan uh, Swithers. She's a Ph.D. She's a professor of psychological sciences and a behavioral neuroscientist of Purdue. And it says warnings may need to be expanded to include limited intake of all sweeteners, including uh, no-calorie sweeteners and soda. Now, the numbers here are something that I don't know if you're aware of this or not. Uh, 30% of American adults and 15% of American children ingest uh, uh, soda, you know, diet soda. Uh, And, of course, uh, the diet soda, including the, the aspartame, the ones that, you know, most of it is not aspartame because it's a very strong sweetener. And, and I'm going to touch on that at the, at the end of the, the, the blog uh, because it's one of the worst sweeteners. And there's new evidence that has come out also with aspartame and the dangers that it presents to us. So, you know, soda drinking, you know, the reasons, uh, you, know, you know, and there's a lot of marketing behind this as well. You know, soda companies are very, very, very powerful. And, you know, Coca-Cola is the, the, the biggest well-known brand in the world. I think number two is Nike. Uh, but Coca-Cola is, is the most recognized brand in the whole world. So, you know, the, you're, talking, you're talking huge, huge amounts of money here. And, of course, with the trends for people trying to lose weight. And, you know, the, the original reason to drinking diet soda is trying to lose weight, you know, so you don't get the calories from a regular soda. But, you know, a lot of the studies have found out that actually, and we touched on that last week, 
that actually drinking diet soda makes you eat more, okay? So you actually, you know, a lot of studies show that you actually gain weight with diet soda. So, you know, it's a lot of pressure from the public health sector uh, to find solutions to, to counter the rise of obesity, of course, and chronic diseases. And there's a lot of money and business at stake for the food industry uh, because they develop uh, and promote these products. So, you know, beverages are becoming a, a political issue. And, you know, <clears throat> of course, we're, we're pretty much at the, very close to uh, an election uh, here in this country and political campaigns and all that. And so, you know, everything becomes political. Every single thing becomes political. And now, the mayor of New York, uh, some time back, they imposed a tax on regular soda, Coca-Cola, uh, and, and a limit as to how much you can buy. So basically, you cannot buy a 16-ounce, uh, uh, you know, soda in New York, okay? Uh, and that's it's absolute nonsense because if you want the soda, you're going to buy two, two eight ounces. You know, I mean, this is totally insane. It's not going to keep anybody from doing it. Uh, and, and, of course, now they're talking about restriction on anything that's, that's the sugar and all that. But, but you know, the, the government cannot impose things like that on people. They can just put a warning. They can just educate people. And then they can just, uh, you know, put speakers out that will speak and, and public service announcements and TV shows and so on and so forth, uh, stating the dangers of soda. But at the end of the day, it has to be someone's decision. You know, the, the health, the only person, the, the top person in your life, that's responsible for your health, it's you. It's not, not even your doctor. It's not the government. Definitely not the government. It's not your doctor. It's not your neighbor. It's, it's not a magazine. It's you. And, and, and it's all about education and information, and you making a decision about your health and, and the long-term effects of what you're doing now. So, uh, you know, I just wanted to add that in before the show. So, you know, is diet sort of bad for you? Absolutely. Uh, there's lots of research that are linking diet soda to all kinds of health troubles. Now, the first one that came out of the study was depression. And that's what, that's what caught my eye because, you know, I, I, I don't know about Canada and other countries, but, you know, in the United States, uh, the, the levels of, of, of mild to, to middle-level uh, depression are huge. And, and, you know, you follow that. Well, one way, I tell my students that this all the time, one way to follow uh, in, the, in the country, what diseases are affecting the population of the country? Is, as a matter of fact, sometimes I assign homework that's watching TV. <laughs> you know, the students love me for that. Why are we watching TV? I say, yeah, this is the homework. You're going to watch TV, but, of course, there's an if, there's a but attached to that. You're going to have to write down how many commercials for drugs did you see and what the drugs were for, Okay. And I guarantee you that, you know, every 10 minutes you'll see a commercial for depression. And every day there's a new drug coming out for, for depression. So it's become like, like, like a jungle of, of drugs and people consuming all these drugs. You know, it used to be like Valium was the drug in the 80s and that was it. And then after that it was major stuff, but no longer. Now we have a lot of different drugs. And, and that tells you that depression is definitely an issue. And, you know, the links between eating, uh, exercise, and so on, or lack of exercise, a sedentary lifestyle, and depression are, are, are a clinical thing. It's no longer if, it's no longer with, you know, is there a connection here? Of course there is. You know, study after study have demonstrated that. So definitely the first thing they said on the study is that drinking more than four cans a day of soda 
is linked to a 30% higher risk of depression. Okay, uh, and of course, the flip side of that, and you know, they didn't have to do a study on this, is that drinking a couple of cups of coffee uh, seem to offer protective effects in lowering depression. You know, sometimes you 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 wonder about this, this study. Uh, years ago, there was a study in, in in Sweden that said that you know, most countries, Scandinavian countries, uh, depression is a it's a little bit higher because lack of sunshine. You know. Uh, the longer the longer nights and so and, and this has been demonstrated throughout the years and there was a university in, in Sweden that did a study some years back saying that those who drank ten cups of coffee had a, a lower incidence of depression you know because of the caffeine and I and I saw that and I started laughing I'm going they did not need a study for that we know that if you take a lot of caffeine in your body <laughs> you're gonna feel good but of course you may have some some other problems attached to that like you know. Your 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 heart rate and so on, high blood pressure may increase and so on and so forth. So uh, so depression is one of the, the things that's attached to diet soda. But wait, as I say in TV, you know there's more because the study also showed kidney damage. And uh, Harvard researchers they found that long-term diet soda drinking causes again a 30% greater uh, uh, reduction in kidney function. Okay, folks, this is this is huge, and, and you know when they say long term, uh, we we don't really know. You know, long term may be you started drinking diet soda maybe when you were 16 to keep the weight down. So long term may be you're just 29 years old or 30 years old, and they call that long term. So don't get this wrong that long term is okay. You've been drinking soda for 40 years, you know, diet soda or whatever. And now you're 85. And, your kidneys are not working. No, no, folks. Uh, long term could be, you know, something you did for the last ten years. And again, if you started drinking diet soda when you were fifteen or sixteen because you're watching your weight or something, uh, and now you're thirty, uh, you could you have to look at your kidneys. Okay, this, this soda will be uh, definitely uh, affecting kidneys. So kidney function. Now here's the biggie. Here's the biggie. This is huge. Type two diabetes and metabolic syndrome, folks. In the United States, type 2 diabetes, is, it's an epidemic. Uh, it's, it's no longer something that happens here and there. No, no, it's an absolute epidemic. So uh, there was a, <clears throat> and this is not a recent thing. In 2009, there was a study that was published in the Journal of Diabetes Care uh, that found that drinking diet soda daily is linked to a 36% higher risk of metabolic syndrome and drum roll at 60 7% higher risk of type 2 diabetes compared to non-diet soda drinkers. Uh, so so I know some people are going to scratch their heads and go, wait a minute, uh, diabetes? I'm not drinking sugar. You know, I'm drinking diet soda. Why, why is it a, a risk factor for diabetes type 2? And, and, you know, I don't want to get into that in this show, but we touched on that last week. It's because it fools your body. Uh, into thinking that you actually have some nourishment, some some sugar, okay, and, and the body reacts accordingly, and, and the insulin levels get, get all out of whack, so you become a diabetic type two, you know, at age thirty, and that's not good because then you have a, a life ahead of you dealing with that issue. Uh, so, what else does diet sort of do for you? Well, cardiovascular disease, the number one killer. Uh, in the civilized world, the United States for sure, I'm sure about Canada the same way, still uh, heart attacks and stroke 
are the number one cause of death. Now, the University of Miami, hey, you know, I love, I love the Canes. <laughs> and uh, Columbia University researchers, they actually followed more than 2,000 adults for 10 years, folks. This is not a short, crappy study. That is, you know, this, is, this is a 10-year study with 2,000 adults. This is a serious study. <clears throat> and those who are drinking diet soda daily were more likely to suffer a stroke or a heart attack. Uh, they were also more likely to die from cardiovascular disease. Uh, this, this increased risk, risk uh, uh, remained even, even when they, they adjusted for smoking, exercise, weight, uh, weight, and sodium intake, high cholesterol, and other factors. So you can say, well, it, it, it was not the soda. It was the other factors. No, 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 no. They adjusted the study to all those other risk factors for heart disease, and they found out that definitely – Diet soda did play a role on this. So this is serious stuff. And But wait, there's more. <clears throat> Compromised lungs. Drinking diet soda, including diet, uh, drinking soda, including diet soda, increases your risk of developing asthma and COPD. COPD is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which is, you know, we see a lot of. Uh, the more soda a person drinks, the higher the risk. And, and they call it a dose-response relationship. Uh, there's an Australian study that found that 13.3% of uh, participants with asthma and 15.6% of those with COPD drank more than two cups of soda per day, which is not a lot. A, a cup is only uh, eight ounces. Okay, so And, you know, I know people, I see students, as a matter of fact, drinking two or three or four sodas a day. And, and you know, the size uh, you know, has changed a lot. Soda is cheap, folks. And, uh, and convenience stores, I'm sure they have them in Canada too, Denise, uh, you know, 7-Eleven stores and, uh, you know, 7-Eleven-like stores where you can get a 65-ounce soda for 89 cents. Uh, and, you know, people see that as a bargain. Why can they sell like that? Well, because soda is absolutely cheap, cheap, cheap to make. So there's still a huge amount of profit on that. Uh, so, you know, they drink just huge amounts. You're talking a 65-pound soda, folks. That's a few pounds of soda, you know, a pound and 16 ounces, okay? This is 65 ounces in a huge tub of soda. And, of course, oh, I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to drink the diet one. Give me the diet Coke or the diet Pepsi or the diet whatever. Uh, and, and, and this is a huge problem with that, okay? And now we found out that there's a lot of very serious health problems attached to diet soda. Uh, and then... You know, I want to add to this that aspartame is probably the most common artificial sweetener in diet sodas uh, because it's very, very cheap to manufacture, and it actually sweetens the soda very well. Uh, but guess what? New studies have come out. We've known it for a while. Uh, we've known this for, we suspected for, for many years that aspartame had some bad side effects. But now we have a lot of evidence. You know, it seems to chip away at the brain's antioxidant defense system. Okay? Studies have found that long-term, and again, let's define long-term, folks, because long-term sometimes implies uh, you're 80 years old, you've been using this since you were 50 or 40 or 25. Uh, no, no, no. Long-term, as defined on these studies, could be you started drinking diet soda again when you were 15, 12, 13, you, maybe before that, maybe 10 years old. You know, your mother was trying to save you from, from cavities, whatever else. Stay away from sugar and drink diet if you're going to drink soda. 
and they started drinking diet soda at 10. So, you know, by the time you turn 20, that's 10 years. Guess what? That's called long-term. So don't, don't assume that long-term is something that's a long, long time ago. So the more soda a person drinks, the higher the risk. Okay. Uh, the Australian study found that 15.6% of those with COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, drank more than two cups of soda a day. And then with the aspartame, again, folks, uh, it's linked to, and there's a long list. I'm just going to mention real quick, migraines and headaches, depression, anxiety, short-term memory loss, MS, multiple sclerosis, fibromyalgia, which is it's on the increase in this country. You see more and more cases. Fibromyalgia, folks, not that long ago, 20 years ago or so, was something that was fairly rare. 20, 30 years ago, you know, all right, kids, fibromyalgia. Now, everywhere you turn, it's fibromyalgia, and we, we don't have any answer for that. It's an autoimmune disease, and, you know, we never knew exactly what caused it, it genetic factors and all that, but now we see it more and more. Hearing loss, <laughs> a lot of centers, but, you know, hearing the uh, loss centers, uh, you know, across the board now. Uh, weight gain, duh, you know, now we have weight gain. Uh, fatigue, brain tumors, okay, epilepsy, chronic fatigue syndrome, birth defects, Alzheimer's, lymphoma, and diabetes, folks. And aspartame is widely used in the diet sodas. I know, for example, one of the most famous ones, uh, Code Zero, uh, uses large amounts of aspartame. Now, there's a lot of dangers with soda. We did mention the, the amount of phosphoric acid in one of the shows uh, a few months back or maybe a year ago. So, you know, the phosphoric acid throws off your metabolism with calcium and all that. So there's a lot of other factors that we should not drink soda. So, you know, uh, as, in, as in every show, uh, oh, I'm sorry, there's three that I forgot to mention with aspartame, arthritis, in, including rheumatoid arthritis, and uh, attention deficit disorder, something that, again, uh, you know, when I ask my friends and my peers and all that, you know, how come we have a lot more of that now? I say, well, it's because we diagnose it better. And, you know, sometimes I have trouble buying that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's true in some ways that we – we do diagnose it better nowadays, uh, and it's been around for a long time. But, but you know, I, I want to think that it's also an increase, and there are factors, outside factors, that are contributing to the increase of HPH, you know, attention deficit disorder. You know, it, it's like a, it's almost like an epidemic. You know, in a lot of my classes, I have asked how many of you know someone. Okay, classes that are average 15, 20 people or so, and I ask the classes, you know, for the last few semesters, how many of you know someone, uh, heard of someone, have a neighbor, a friend, whatever, or any family, uh, know a kid that has attention deficit disorder, and at least three, four, or five hands go up. So, you know, you say, well, it's not scientific. Well, you know, but it's a, it's a fact that, that when, you, you, when you get four or five hands going up, that, they know, that tells you that attention deficit disorder is something that's really affecting large numbers in the population. And, and, and now we have Evidence that aspartame used in, in diet sodas uh, does it may be a contributing factor. As a matter of fact, we're pretty sure it is a contributing factor to attention deficit disorder. And then, last but not least, Parkinson's. Okay, uh, Parkinson's disease is something else brutal. So, folks, you know, bottom line, stay away from diet soda and, and regular soda as well. But you know, I've seen every show. We do offer options. You know, uh, I work with CG International. Uh, it's a company that was founded and based on health and nutrition by a man who's an icon in the wellness industry. His name is Ken Brailsford, 
a very, very well-known individual, uh, more than 40, 50 years of experience in this industry, uh, two companies, uh, wellness companies to the billion-dollar level in sales. He was retired. Uh, he was a, a billionaire retired. And then he saw a, a TV a documentary on Moringa oleifera. It's a botanical. It's a plant. And uh, on the benefits that it, that it produces. And uh, we have done many shows on Moringa, so this is not one of those. I just want to give you the background a little bit on this man. Uh, and uh, he founded CG International. And one of the divisions that we have, uh, the nutritional division, offers drinks from Moringa Rivera, Super Mix, and Smart Mix, which is, which is pure, pure nutrition for the body. So, you know, if you want to hydrate instead of drinking soda, of course you can drink the Super Mix and the Smart Mix. Uh, and that includes nutrition. But we also have another division uh, that was introduced uh, about three years ago, I want to say uh, ago, maybe two and a half, three years ago. And it's a division of the only, uh, you know, division of, of sports performance, uh, all-natural drinks in the market. Now, the first four drinks I'm going to talk about, because those are for uh, athletes, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, on the level of professional athletes. And we do have many professional athletes in our team. Uh, you know, the pre-workout drinks, uh, the during workout drinks, and they energize your body and so on and so forth. But the last drink they have, the fourth drink on that division, is called Hydrate. And, folks, this is a great, fantastic alternative to drinking soda. You know, if you, if you don't want to drink water, drink, drink this. This is really something. It's called Hydrate. And, and it's only got 24 calories. And, and those calories come mostly from pure cane sugar. And it's not a lot of it. Okay? It's only like three or four uh, 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 grams of sugar, which is really not a lot. And, and you know what? We talked about it last week. Pure uh, raw cane sugar at, the, at those small amounts are actually better for you to sweeten anything, to sweeten, unless, you know, if, if diabetes is an issue, then consult with your physician or whatever, okay? Uh, but if diabetes is not an issue and you're doing it just, just for, the, for the calories, this is not a factor, folks. You know, sugar, especially pure raw cane sugar at those levels, is not a factor unless it's for diabetes, and that, and that changes the, the picture a little bit. Uh, and as always, you know, I want to say that consult with your physician None of the products we talk about here are meant to treat, diagnose, uh, mitigate, prevent uh, any diseases. Uh, and we have to say that. That's compliance with the FTC. But this is a fantastic drink that everybody can take, kids, adults, or whatever, 24 calories. It's all natural. Uh, it's got the proper amount of electrolytes to replenish your body when you, when you sweat. And it, it's actually refreshing. Uh, it's totally natural. Actually, the color in it uh, comes from from uh, beet juice powder and, and a berry called elderberry uh, powder. So, uh, you know, and it's delicious. And, and you can drink as much as you want. You don't have any problems or any issues whatsoever. So if you're going to hydrate, of course you have to hydrate. If you don't want to drink water, uh, you know, we have some options here that are great for you. We have the Super Mix and Smart Mix, but those are actually more nutrition-type drinks. You know, they have all the amino acids and, and the vitamins and the, the omega-3 uh, fatty acids and all the good things for you, uh, anti-inflammatories, antioxidants, and so on and so forth. But if you just want to drink something to refresh, uh, stay away from soda, folks. It's, uh, it's killing us, uh, really. Soda is literally has been killing us for a long time, and then they went to diet thinking, okay, 
You don't have to worry about the sugar anymore, and they replace it with aspartame, which is really, really lethal uh, for you, and especially if you start drinking it as a kid. So definitely stay away from diet soda. Uh, use hydrate. And, and Denise, if you have any comments to make, uh, you know, I'll pass the show back to you. Uh, and uh, comments are welcome. That's the mic, the show, the phone, the blog. <laughs> back to you. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for that information. And please, to our audience, please share the show. The show is always recorded just maybe about 15, 20 minutes at the most after the show ends. It is recorded on Blog Talk Radio. This is a really important topic because, especially when we're looking at our teenagers, you know, they're the ones that are consuming the most of sodas. And they're the ones that believe that the word diet means that they will be thin. And we need to teach them that it doesn't mean that at all. In fact, it means just the opposite. And like you said, what they're doing now, you know, what's going to happen when they're they're 15 now, what's going to happen when they're 30? We, we know the long-term consequences much more clearly than we did before. So on that note, would you like to give the audience your email address in case they, anyone would like to ask you any questions about today's show? Absolutely, Denise. But, you know, before I say that, I, I, I'd like to add another fact as far as the cost of soda. Uh, I think I mentioned that last week, but I want to mention it again in case someone missed it. Uh, my brother-in-law was connected with Coca-Cola for, for many, many years at a high level. And I asked him one time, what is the cost to Coca-Cola of one can of soda? And the answer was, the Coca-Cola company cannot, cannot measure the cost of the liquid in one can of soda. It's that low that it's not measurable. I want to leave that. I want that to, to impress someone listening to this uh, to, to, to realize how cheap it is to manufacture soda. Now, the cost of the can is different. <laughs> the cost of the aluminum on the can and the paint on the can, and then the higher cost is the transportation of that can of soda from the plant to the distributor and so on and so forth, okay? But they can only figure out the cost of the fluid, the Coca-Cola fluid itself, by the case, only by a case, 24 cans. They cannot figure out by one can because it's so low. It's probably less than one cent, less than a penny. So that, that is something that is really mind-blowing when, when, you, when you look at it. You know, what's in it, you know, especially when you make millions and millions and millions and millions of gallons a day around the world. <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's mind-boggling when you look about that. So anyways, my email, Denise, uh, as always, is fredvaldez56 at gmail.com, fred, the number 56, at gmail, fredvaldez, the number 56 at gmail.com, and Valdez, of course, spelled with an S, not a Z. Yes, as always, we we thank you for all that information. <laughs> didn't change that, that was <laughs> didn't change. No, that was great information and, and very valuable. And uh, we look forward to seeing and hearing what you have next week for us again at this same time. We will bring you back our Blog Talk Radio show with Dr. Fred Valdez. Dr. Fred says, "Have a great week, everyone. Weekend also. Ciao, ciao." 